All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask and we say there is illumination. The eyes of our understanding is enlightened. There is no confusion in this atmosphere. Every heart can build you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified, even as we are edified. In the name of Jesus, amen. All right, Genesis 1.26. We're still continuing our series on the following word, Rebellion of Genesis 11. Genesis 1.26. Genesis 1.26 It says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image, in our own likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the cow, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping things that creepeth upon the earth. And God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created he, he, he created he him. Male and female created he them. And he blessed them. And God said, The fruitful multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, if you notice something that, that happened there, this seems to be the first time God is saying, let us. I don't know if you observe that. From Genesis 1, he seemed to have created everything. But look at something in Genesis 11 verse 6. Genesis 11 verse 6. Look at Genesis 11 verse 6, which is our course of study for now. Genesis 11 verse 6. It says, And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all they have one language and they begin to do and now nothing will be restrained from them and restrained from them which they've imagined to do it says uh, okay you see you see even um, you see even in uh, verse 4 where it says let us build you see that that con that context of let us is coming again and you you keep wondering that's very relatable right but go back to genesis 1 Go to Genesis 1. It says, God said, let there be light in the firmaments of the heaven. Let's look at something new. It says, let there be light in the firmaments of the heaven to divide the day from the night and, then, and, then, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for the lights of the firmaments. Let the lights... It says, and let them be for the lights of the firmaments in the heaven to give light in the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, are you seeing it? And the greater light to rule the day, and the lesser light to rule the night, and he made the stars too. Mm. And if you look at that King James Version, you will see that he made, it was italicized, so it, you, you can simply say the stars also. When he used the word rule, that's talking about dominion and authority. Are you seeing it? Where it says, he made the light to rule. And that's, that's, the, that's talking about dominion and authority. That's very relatable. In fact, let me read it from the Septuagint. What's the Septuagint? Septuagint is just the Greek translation of the Hebrew Bible. In verse 14, Genesis 1, verse 14, it says, And God said, uh, Let luminaries come upon, come into being the firmament of the heaven, of the earth, and rule the day and the night, to make a separation in the midst of the day and in the midst of them, and let it be for signs and seasons of the year, and let the illumination in the firmament of the heaven, and let it give light upon the earth. And God said, He makes two luminaries. It's just like that luminary is like, He made two lamps. 
And that's like, and when they, when they use the word rule there, it's giving you, it's giving you dominion, dominion authority mindset, like say, oh, this thing will rule. Now, that, that can't be day and night that we are having today now. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's clearly, and we said it in the course of this series, that's clearly supernatural beings. Look at in Genesis 2 verse 1. Genesis 2 1, sorry. Genesis 2 1. It says, Toss the heaven and the air, the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. That word host is the word thesav in the Hebrew, and it simply means army. It simply means army. Look at it, Deuteronomy 4. Let me stretch your thinking now. Deuteronomy 4. Look at Deuteronomy 4. Let me stretch your thinking. Deuteronomy 4. 15. To 19 you these are times you really have to open the bible so that you can you can see them did thou know me for so when he says host there is like an army heavenly host in that, that genesis 2 verse 1 where it says god created uh god created uh, the host of heavens Okay, look at it, Deuteronomy 4, verse 15. It says, Take ye therefore good unto yourselves, for ye saw no man, for ye saw no manner of similitude of the deal that the Lord spake unto you in you know, about of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you any graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast of the earth, the likeness of any weed fowl. You know, this will give you Genesis 1 to Genesis background now. Right, guys? Okay, so, so it says in verse 18, the likeness of the things that creep out of the earth, the likeness of the ending of the fish and the waters and beneath the earth. Look at it, verse 19. That says, Unless thou lift up thy hands into the heaven, when thou seest the sun, the moon, and the stars, even all the hosts of heaven, should I be driven to worship them and serve them and divided all the nations, divided unto all the nations under the heaven. And we said that that dividing of the nations there is talking about rulership. I think we, we, we studied this, right? And he said it's, we, we, it's talking about the rulership. That is, he has divided... I remember if we were there now, when I was explaining that, he has divided that heaven earth into with supernatural beings and they were having their parts. So are you seeing the context of that Genesis 1 now? That that Genesis 1 is not creation, earthly creation story. Now the question somebody will ask me is, where's the use of science? We are coming. Science is making discoveries that are not assertive, but the word of God is very certain. Are you getting what I'm saying? Science is still making discoveries that it's, it's like saying we are still, we, they are still parabolating their discoveries. Like, okay, um, this is what we suggest it might be, but the word of God is already conclusive. Are you getting what I'm saying? The word of God is conclusive. So look at in Exodus 20 verse 4. Exodus 20, verse 4. Exodus 20, verse 4. It says, Thou shalt not make any graven image. I want you to be there. It says, Thou shalt not make any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water, or that is in the water under the earth. Are you uh, so? Are you seeing when he says you should not make any graven image or anything that is under the earth? Are you saying that he's, he's having a he's having a description of 
this supernatural so these beings are called heavenly hosts in the old testament heavenly host Lord, look at it we've looked at some some 85 so that's that's you do you know so when you read so look at some 85 some 85 so are you saying that the scriptures is full the, the writers of scriptures are writing about the supernatural world. Are you getting what I'm saying? They approach and they can they, they are making us see that there is a supernatural being involved. Guys, are you are you getting what I'm saying? So can you see that the scriptures you can't understand the scriptures without understanding the supernatural worldview? Are you saying that even you can't even understand sin now? Without understanding that there's a supernatural element involved with it. Are you seeing it? Okay, look at this Psalm 85, verse 5 to 9. It says, look at what it says. No, that's, it should not be Psalm 85. It should be maybe Psalm 89. It's, it's, it's Psalm 89 I wanted to say, not Psalm 85. Sorry. Psalm 89. It says, And the heavens shall praise thy wonders, thy, O Lord, thy faithfulness, O in the congregation of the saints, for who in the heavens can be compared unto the Lord, who can be likened, who, who among the sons of the mighty can be, likely, can be likened unto the Lord. And I says, God is greatly to be feared, in the assemblies of the saints and to are to be have are to be had in reference all of them that are about him and that says oh lord god of hosts who is stronger but do you notice that there's a difference between when they when they mention god and when they mention the supernatural beings it seems like god works with his host so who did abraham see in genesis 18 it was the lord it wasn't supernatural beings he saw God because God comes in the multitude with his host. <laughs> in Genesis 18, when Abraham saw God, you know, he says he served people food and all of those things. He entertained. Who came to see him? He was God. Because God came, comes down with his host. He moves with his company. It's like an army. It's like what we do in our today's world when the governor is coming. Or when the president is coming, the president moves his entourage. That's the same way God moves. So the Lord moves with his host. So when he came to Abraham, he came to Abraham with the host. So you see that congregation of the saints, the sons of the mighty, they are the ones. So we said there's the council of the gods, right? We, we said there's the sons of the mighty. There is the congregation of the mighty. So when we say, whole Lord God of hosts, or the host of heaven, you are looking at the armies. Can we call it angels? Sons of God? Supernatural beings? Are you getting what I'm saying? Sons of the mighty? Are you getting what? Can we also put sun, moon, and star? At least there's a description of sun, moon, and star among them. Okay. So that's why you will see in Job 38. Look at Job 38. And I will also show you how the New Testament narrative approached it. To tell you that they also had that worldview. Look at Job 38. 
Job 38, verse 4. Look at it. It says, was, Where was I when I laid the foundations of the evil? Declare if thou had the understanding. Now, you know he was talking to man in this point. But who was there when he made the... It says, where was that when he made the foundation of the earth? Declare thou who, who has thou Who has laid the measures of it, if thou knowest, and who has stretched it upon the line? It says, where upon the foundations thereof fasting? Or who laid the cornerstones thereof? When the morning stars sounds together, and all the sons of God, who, you look at it, shouted for what? Joy. Have you seen that? So, when we go back to Genesis 126 now, who was he talking to? He spoke to... The supernatural means, right? About the creation of, of man. Are you seeing it, guys? Okay. So, look at Luke. Let me show you how the New Testament writers approach this. Look at Luke 2. So, you can understand certain things. Oh. Luke 2. Let's see for verse 8. Let's start from verse 8. Luke 2, verse 8. So you see that the, the, the scriptures and everyone in scriptures understood the context of a supernatural world worldview. So it will be a problem for you now if you cannot understand the scriptures or understand even life. Without seeing that there's a supernatural element to it. Oh, look at Luke 2, verse. Look at Luke 2. Let's start from maybe verse 7. It says, And she brought forth her first son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in the manger, because there is no room for them in the inn. And therein came the same country shepherds, abiding in the flock, keeping watch over the flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. Ah, are you seeing it? It now says, And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Behold, I give you good tidings of great joy, and shall be around, and we shall be, we shall be to all people. And unto you is born this day the city of David, which is Christ the Lord. And you will see, look at it, verse 12. And this sign shall be unto you the babe wrapped in the sweet clothes. And so there was a great angel, and what? A what? A multitude of what? The heavenly host praising God. Say, are you are you saying that they were around in the incarnation? This is the New Testament now. And it now says, and it came to pass that the angels were gone in verse 15. And there went, it says the angels were gone away from the from them into the heavens, and the shepherds came into another. Are you saying that there is no you know when I tell you that there's no distance between the heaven and earth? You see, they said the angels went into the heavens. And they came, are you seeing it? They came when the when the when it was born, celebrated it, the heavenly host, they went back to heaven. Are you there's no distance? Oh, you guys are too dull this evening. Are you are you seeing it? Ah, so so that star that that led the wise men, can you see supernatural beings? In Genesis, in, in Matthew, that star that led the wise men. Because we say the star is not. Are you saying that this, we say the star is not what? Natural. Okay, now let me ask you. The moon and the sun that most that Joshua stopped, was it natural? It could not be a natural fight. So when they say he stopped the moon, when they say Joshua stopped the sun, 
You you be thinking, where is the day? Scientists are now looking for say there was a day. Is there a day? Maybe that's why we have 365, 366 because Joshua stopped the sun. Joshua stopped the moon. You 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 will keep doing research till you die. You will be inconclusive because that war is it, it was a supernatural war contest. So when it say it stopped the the sun, we already said those are supernatural beings. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that star that led the white men is a supernatural being. So the supernatural beings in Genesis 1.26, what happened? They were witnesses to what? To the creation of man or the what God told man or the form of man. It says, let us create man in our own image. So when it says a sign, so science are always has limitations. That's the truth. But the scriptures are conclusive. Look at the first Kings 22, 19. You see the host of every conversation again. So you see that all these things are is written all over scriptures. First Kings 22, 19. So you see that even the incarnations, the host of every can we say the Tessam, the Hami? They came around. The angels around. Oh, look at look at um First Kings 22, 19. And he said, Yet thou dear for the word of the Lord, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the hosts of heaven standing by him in his what? Right and in his what? Left hand. All the host of heaven. So now let's go back to that Genesis 18 that I was telling you about. You see, I've shown the host of heaven now that this is God and all of those things working together. These are not the fallen angels. So. <laughs> we are looking at the rebellion and we've seen where they've made mistake. But this, they are still right ones. The, one, the right ones, the ones that have not fallen are the ones that came in the incarnation. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, let's go to Genesis 18. Verse 2. So you ask me, can somebody see God? Well, see your answer here. <laughs> Look at Genesis 18, verse 1. And the Lord appeared unto him in the plain of Mamre, and he said, sat in the tenth door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked. And lo, three men stood by him, and he saw them, and he ran to meet, him, meet them, and the tent of the door bowed itself towards the ground. Are you see, is that not worship? Obedience. He bowed his I taught you that in Christian worship. He bowed his head towards the earth. He said, My Lord, if I may find favor in thyself, pass me not. So who came? So can we say those, th th those three other men are the host? Look at it now. He says, He literally said, and he saw three other men stood by him. And we said the host are the people that stand. We just look at it, 1 Kings 22, verse 19. Stand on the left, stand on the right. They stand around him. But he said in verse 1, the Lord appeared. So who did? Who did Abraham say? The Lord of us came to himself to have a conversation with him. So it's a natural and a supernatural world. So we live in a natural and a supernatural. So can we call this conversation a natural and a supernatural conversation? That was going on in this Genesis 18. Yeah. So, 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 are you seeing that man's identity is beyond the seen world? 
So, for you to understand who man truly is, and you know what, what is betting all of these things is because we, are, we started this Genesis 11 issues and we started saying this, we started saying this, um, uh, man inventions, man's everything, right? Idol worship. We, we know we started talking about those things and we're not asking ourselves a question. We said, man's function and purpose cannot be just earthly. It can't be. It's beyond the natural. So that's why when, when people say, so identification is part of theology. You must understand. You must understand that who truly you are is part of theology. So, in, so when we see Genesis 6, 11, Genesis 6 and Genesis 11, I, I've started a temple narrative, right? And I said, God wants to build his temple in all the earth, right? So now let's approach Noah's ark again. Can Noah's ark be that he was physically building the ark? Because we looked at Genesis 11, the worship, the temp, place of worship, that... They were trying to build, and what God told Abraham. Have you forgotten? We just did this two days ago now. That God, what God told Abraham to build and all of those things and the place of worship. So can we say Noah's ark is a place of worship? <laughs> okay, let's come again. In Genesis 1, <laughs> you are looking at me like, Pastor, what are you saying? But am I confusing you? Genesis 1, Let's start again. Let's start again. So look at what it says. It says that God said now let's see something. He said, God said, Let us make man in our own image, after our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over every cattle, right? Over everything that creeped upon the face of the earth. And I say, man's function and identity is tied to the earth. Now, I'm trying to explain this to you again. We, we, we've got a concept wrong in in the body of Christ, to think that the only thing that we are living for, we, we sing songs like, this world is not my home, I am just passing through. Don't just lay down, one down will be on the truth. This world is not my home. Some people will say, I'm going to my real home. But it seems as though God created man to fit in into the earth. And 
we don't see a concept in scripture where man is going to somewhere outside the earth again. That's what I've always said. That narrative of Enoch, Elijah, they went to heaven just like that. I've always told you that that thing, that theology is, is faulty somewhere. Now, because the moment you know what the earth is for, you will actually know who you are. Then we looked at Genesis 3. Where did God plant man? In his garden. And we said this garden can be a sacred space in his own abode, right? In his own supernatural space. And we said it is on the earth. We looked at that in Let There Be Light. And we said it's a description of like a beautiful place, but it's on the earth. And it seemed like supernatural beings were involved on the earth. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm trying to do a recap so that these things you, you guys can understand. And we said, right from Genesis 1, who was God talking to? We said God was talking, in that Genesis 1.26, we said God was talking to supernatural beings. In fact, we now said, in Genesis 1 verse 1, it says, in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. And in that sense, darkness was upon the face of the deep. And we now said, that's chaos, Right? And it just said, God started again, introducing light. And it has always been that there's a precedent of God starting again. In Genesis 3, problem happened, they started again. Genesis 6, in fact, Genesis 4, Genesis 6, Genesis 11. We've seen God having, man having to do certain things, and they started again. Then we looked at the falling world. We looked at the creation of the giant monsters, Nephilim, all of those things. We looked at that. Then we looked at Genesis 6 and we saw the emphasis on the earth. The earth, the earth. And so that means the earth is tied to man's identity. If you don't know the function of the earth and what God created the earth for, you can't know your identity. And those are things we'll, call, we'll, talk, to, we'll talk about later. Because you can't rule the earth from, without understanding who you are. Then let's go to Psalm, Psalms 8. Let's see what the psalmist said. Let's see Psalm 8. Today I'm doing recap. Before we go get into the God Confused, uh, tomorrow I'll probably touch that. The God Confused, so, so that you can, the God Confused language in Genesis 11 or something in Babel, I'll touch that tomorrow. But <laughs> I want you to first understand the genesis of what we are doing. Now you get what I'm saying. Alright, look at Genesis 8. I said Genesis 8, Psalms 8. It says, look at something. Let's start from verse 4. Or let's start from verse 3. When I consider thy heavens and the works of thy fingers, it says, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. The moon and stars are supernatural beings. Right? What is man that thou art mindful of him? The son of man that thou visited him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and thou hast crowned him with glory and honor. Thou hast made him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. And thou hast put him, you see, thou hast put him, oh, put all things under his feet, all sheep, all oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, or whatsoever passes through the path of the sea. O Lord our God, O Lord our Lord, how excellent is 
thy name. Are you see what man is? And they are retreating Genesis 1 here again. That is my fault of him and all of those things. So that means we said something. We said that. Another thing we are going to also look at, maybe today, is that word image in Genesis 1.26. But now, look at, look at where we've been going. And we said that a misrepresentation of scripture is, has led people to several things or led people to several beliefs, several practices. Such like this heaven and earth concept. Such that a lot of people think they are going somewhere. And I told you, I said, if the Bible, remember in the course of this series, I said, if the Bible is about believe the gospel, you sin. You do not believe the gospel, you die. You will go to heaven. It won't be this big. It won't have all these stories. I don't know if I'm making sense because you don't. You all, everything. Everything. You are just passing by in the end. The, your real place is <laughs> really heaven. But that's not it. That's not it. So that shows that we said the suns, the moons, the stars. So now another question we ask is, did the New Testament re writers retain the worldview of the Old Testament writer? Can we say yes? Because we looked at how Luke, we looked at Matthew now, how they were able to write about that same suns, moon, stars, and the jelly beans, and the host of heaven. So are you saying that they've taken the narrative of the scriptures and they have been able to apply it also into their world? Are you seeing it? So now, let's, let's ask some assertions now. When God said, is Genesis, let, let's, let, let me ask some questions so that we can see how far we have gone. Is Genesis 1 story a creation story? No, right? We can see that Genesis 1, God was created, that was the creation of even the supernatural beings and he was giving them their, their position. And we said he has divided the world and he has divided certain parts and their inheritance in certain places. Right? So that shows when he says the sun will rule, the day will rule, are you getting what I'm saying? So when Job said, when the sons of God gather and they were coming to our throne from the evil. It shows that they are coming from their place of position, their authority, and we say the Satan was involved. Okay, that's one. Another question will be, is sin just natural? Sin cannot be natural because it's an involvement of supernatural being, right? And where did sin happen? Year on it. With an involvement of supernatural beings. So that means, can we say sin is somehow spiritual? Are you seeing it? Okay. We are now asking another question. Sun, moon, stars, are they spiritual entities? Yes. Huh? Spiritual entities? Yes. But spiritual entities and supernatural beings, we've settled the host of heavens, that is the armies, the angels. Are you getting what I'm saying? Okay. So, that means the scriptures dealt with supernatural beings. Or let me show you something in Luke 22. So that you will see that. Go to Luke 22. Let's start for verse 52. 
He says, And Jesus said unto the chief priests and the captains of the temple and the elders, which were come to him, he says, Be ye come out as against the thief with sword and staves. When I was with you daily in the temple, ye stretched forth no as against me. He now says, But this is your hour. And what? The power of what? Of darkness. He said, this is your hour and the power of darkness. So that means Jesus dealt with, with rulers in two worlds. You know, this statement is not normal. He was talking to normal people, but he was saying, but this is your hour and the power of darkness. You don't understand. He's talking to physical people, but telling them, this is your hour and the power of darkness. Are you getting what I'm saying? It shows that, it should let you see that it's both natural supernatural are, are you seeing it it's not like when we say power of darkness can you see the power of darkness physically <laughs> so when Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood are you understanding the concept when Paul says we wrestle not against flesh and blood because principalities, powers, dominion and rulers of darkness in high places are you seeing it that when it says high places can we be saying sun, moon, stars the people that he has put in positions so when, when it says Joshua stopped the sun, can that be natural? When you have seen that from Genesis, sun, moon, star cannot have been talking about the things, the natural suns and the moons and the stars. So can it be that he stopped the sun and dealt with it for his, in his battle? So are you saying that the fight is not natural? Don't forget, we, we, we've been doing that study in church so that we've been seeing that children of Anakims. And what do we fight and what do we deal with? Are you seeing it? So, and that's the journey. The way in that journey, don't forget, it's Joshua that was leading them. Are you getting what I'm saying? So now, let's ask us some questions again. So, we can we say that man's purpose is tied to the earth? Do you, do you now understand? Because this is where we are in. Do you now understand that heaven is not somewhere you are trying to go? We said heaven is Shamaim. It's just, it's, it's so close. <laughs> it's just a distance. <laughs> it's not a difference. Abi, how did we say it? It's a, it's a difference, not a distance. It's not where you are trying to go. It's just the difference between the natural and the spiritual. Do we understand that one? Okay. So now, we now understand the heavenly host. Yes, so, are we see that the ones that now rebelled, the sons of God in Genesis 6 that rebelled, they were part of the supernatural beings that have been born, at least since Genesis 2, when it says the host of it was also created, but they now trespassed. Yes, Can we say man and that being who spoke to the serpent, who spoke to Adam in Genesis 3, the whole fell. Just like there is an intermingling between man and the supernatural beings in Genesis 6. Yes. You guys be responsible. Yes. Okay. So now, so Genesis 11, we said there's also an intermingling right idol worship was involved and all of those things okay so now let's deal with certain things now
So, are you saying that you, you can't be in the hurry in understanding God's word? It's a patient study. So, we are looking at that temple narrative and that thing they built. Don't forget, they built a sugarat in Genesis 11. We said a place of worship shrine. And we said God, there was a counter narrative through Abraham and Jacob, Solomon, all of those things, they were building a place of worship. So can we say, and we said we, we are just our building. Can we say anything that God is building is a place of worship? So can Noah, that thing that they call Noah's are, can it be a place of worship? Because it's a building and it's God who told him to build it. So can Noah's agree? So can you say that ark? Yes, I told you what we did. We are progressing our study. What we did in the earliest aspect of this study was just to see it on the surface level. Okay, this, this, this. But we are now looking at it more intently now. That can that building be a place of worship? Don't forget, Noah also offers sacrifices to the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, can we say God's building is his temple? Okay, go to, go to 1 Corinthians 6. Are you talk say you want no Bible now? I call the teaching people that you call they think. <laughs> Look at in verse 19. 1 Corinthians 6 19. It says, What? Know ye not that your body? Ah, uh-uh. wow. And you now think. So, so, so that means we have to approach this our body again. We have to understand the concept of this. Because some people used to think that they want to wear another body. Because, ah, look at what Paul is saying here now. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, and ye are of God, and ye are not of your own. In that sense, for ye are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Ah, so this my body is God's own. So I'm not... So put, put something down somewhere. We're coming back to this as we progress in our study in the future. Not maybe not now. So this my body is God's body. Because He created my body to fit into this head. And we remember we said there is no heaven and earth. There is no heaven where somebody is going and say, this one will not close up. So that means this is what you will still have. Because this is what can fit into this place. Because we said heaven is just a... <laughs> you, are looking, you are looking at me, you are just looking at me like... Pastor, I think you should stop. I'll just stop. Let me go and soak it in first. <laughs> but are you understanding that? So now let's see another thing. I, I'm not yet touching that. What I want to do today is just to make sure that all of us are in the same 
all of us are on the same page before I start going to the Babe issue. Now, look at something. So, can we say that human being is in the image of God? Now, so that word image, so we not say, so that means, now let's look at something now. That means that. No, I don't want to get to physical body today. So let's let's leave image for now. I won't touch physical body. We will touch physical body in probably some days. Still take this one. <laughs> still, 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 where we start is really physical body. So let's leave image for now. Let's still go into the supernatural being that affected or the fallen world. So we've we've said the building and the place of worship. So can that ark be a place of worship? Just like they built a altar for the Lord, they built a temple, can that building also be a place of worship? Are, are you seeing what God has always been doing? So because don't forget, it was God who built his garden and put man there. And now he wants to, can we say God wants to build his garden in every, in every place? So can you say when you believe the gospel, you have come into the garden of Eden? You have come to the beginning where God built. So say, yes, 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 just move. No. Okay, no. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> oh. Alright. Let's start again. Yeah. It's because God has pick pick. God has pick. God has pick. I'll pick almost six, seven sessions. <laughs> you missed. Oh, this don't miss you. <laughs> almost six, seven sessions you have missed. I'll pick that one. Now look at something. Look at what we look. 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 Look at something. We said. So we said to rule that what the the function he gave them in Genesis one was to rule the sons, moons, and stars. And we looked at how they've been divided into some parts of the earth, and we've seen the host of them. We've not seen it even in the New Testament concept, how they are there too. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that means we must have a supernatural worldview of the scriptures. So can you say that life is life on its own now? It's not just natural, it's both natural and spiritual. Or natural, supernatural. Are you getting what I'm saying? You see that supernatural life series now we we come in play in this series. You have to pick supernatural life series. What I, I I think that should even be series one because I think I need to do more. <laughs> so when you read about Joshua stopping the sun, he was talking about supernatural beings, right? Because we said, you know, we always tell you that the foundation has been from Genesis. So, that means, I, I, you know, we always tell you if, you, if you miss it in Genesis, you know, I've always told you, if you miss it in Genesis, you're going to miss it in all through the scriptures. That means if you do not understand what the sun, moon, stars, he's all talking about it in Genesis, you are going to have problem in all the other part of the scripture. Yes, sir. Are you seeing it? So, if you do not understand what the host of heaven was in Genesis 2, 1, you are going, if you don't even understand what he was saying, let us create man. Do you see that you struggle in that Genesis 11 when he says let us? Because they were talking to people. And there's an involvement of supernatural world in that contest. So are you saying that man is not natural? You see what I've been driving across now in this 
Genesis 6 issue, that in this Genesis 11 issue, that man is not natural. Are you, are you seeing it? That your identity, man, as you, as you are seated here, you are not just natural. And I explained to you the belief systems and informations and what we do in our world today. And I explained to you that some of it, we looked at even in Genesis 6, in how many of the creation of the worlds had the involvement of supernatural beings involved. And without said that there is natural and there is supernatural. So one of the things I'm trying to do today is to show us that our identity or the Bible must explain certain things to us. Genesis 6, Genesis 11 must make you see that the influences your, the influences and is to let you see that one thing that has affected believers today is that there's something that maybe Sashpodion said or C.W. Lewis he said the soul of man is so precious before both to God and the devil because they are both after it God is after your soul the devil is after your soul and it's to let you know that with the involvement of supernatural beings, there can be, there is no, uh, man cannot sin without supernatural beings. And uh, what they call it, um, man cannot do good, with, man cannot do evil without the involvement of supernatural beings. And God also needs man. The devil cannot do any evil without man. Likewise, God also needs man to provide. Am I not preaching to this? God not using me. Is God not using you to preach as you do outreaches? Also, who will stop you in that outreach? Is it the devil that will come and preach you his ugly head? That will say you should leave the mall? Is it not man? But is that not how the devil works? Aha. So, I'll, I'll start closing now. Science is not yet conclusive because it's still making research. And, but the Bible writers can see that so many things have been put in place. So Moses' worldview is a supernatural contest. So how did Moses address and write the scripture? Look at, look at pay attention. His worldview was supernatural contest and the science of his world. His worldview was supernatural science, it was supernatural contest and the science of his world. So theology is given to us within the concept of the initial world. So, and that's involvement of the supernatural worldview and also the science of their world. So that means we will have to pay close attention to how Moses wrote. We have to pay close attention to we have to pay close attention to 
our study of the scripture again. So, are you saying that you and I need to reread the Bible? That's what I came to do today, before we get into the Babel issue. Because by the time we get into the Babel issue, I want you to have, have some clear understanding. Are you getting what I'm saying? But do you see that? You and I, we need to reread the Bible again. Because if Genesis 1 isn't talking about creation story, somebody say, then how did the world create it? Me, I'm a Bible preacher. You can go and do science about that. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? I told you that. I took an anthropology class some years back. And the teacher came. And I was almost arguing. The teacher came with an artifact or, or all this, what they call those things. The artifact or, uh, eh? yeah, artifact of about, he said this is dated into about 500 years ago. Yeah? I mean, um, about 1 million years ago. I said, yeah? our own Bible says the earth is 6,000 years. And, that, and it seems like we've been grabbling our head into those things. So, <laughs> are you seeing that? The, the mixture of scripture has been the supernatural world contest and the science of their own world. You know, the science of their own world now doesn't see to it that so many things in play. You know, the science of their own world does not have a high. Moses will not have foreseen. That there will be a day that people will be saying online church. <laughs> because in his own, what God is saying is gather. Gather together. Go and read this. Go and read this writings. You gather together. All of you come out of your tent. Everybody. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? So that shows that. And you know, I always say it. If you miss your study from in Genesis, you're going to have a problem in scripture. So now, if you, are, if you don't understand the soul, moon, stars, the supernatural being, do you think that you will not understand Genesis 3? Because you will see Genesis 3 as the devil talking to a normal serpent when it is not a serpent but a supernatural being. Do you see why I had to start from Genesis 6? To show you that there's an involvement. You know, if I have just gone directly now, there's an involvement of supernatural being that is making you sin. But you have to see it first in Genesis 6. That who caused those giants to fall? The, the supernatural beings. Who caused Genesis 11, the building of the Torah? So, so who caused man to sin in the garden? The angels. The supernatural beings, the devilish ones. They were involved in the sin of man. In the fall of man, oh, that's, that, let's, call, let's call it that. I, I, are you seeing this? Are, are you seeing me now? So that means if you don't, if you didn't get your. So now we looked at the host of heaven. We looked at the army of God and all of those things. So if this, if we did not get our study right in that place, in Genesis, how God came down. Met with Abraham, met with... You see, we're going to have problems in the later parts of the scripture. So you will be thinking, Joshua just did super... Power. Brr. Not knowing that the being he stopped was a supernatural being. Says Joshua stopped the sun. He stopped the sun because it's a supernatural being. 
So our question will now be, as I approach, as I close in this series, or not this series, today, because today is just recap, to keep your head, to make you understand what we'll be saying thus far. Our question will now be, look at Joshua. Joshua could stop the sun. What's really man's authority? I think we have to reteach or reapproach the concept of our authority again. Have you ever seen that we need to reapproach the concept of our authority again in scriptures from this series? Because you remember I've been telling you, you have authority over this. Even you still have So we have to, such that Joshua could stop the sword. Ah, wow. So that means man could have stopped that being from talking to him in the garden. Don't forget, we now saw Sodom's story. We now saw Sodom's story that they were the ones who said, Jude, come and sleep with us. In Sodom and Gomorrah's story. So that means the people that they slept with, the sons and the daughters of men that they slept with, it was a function of their will. It was a function of man's will because I always tell you, it's you that will open up. The, nobody forces you. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's what happened to Jacob uh, to, to, to Cain. The Lord God told him, see light at your door. But he gave in to it. And that, and that led him to killing his brother. The same thing with um, Genesis 11. They they would not have built that thing if they did not gather together and say, let us build this, let us do that. I, I, are you seeing this? So that means we have to re-examine our authority again. What do we have authority over? Are you getting what I'm saying? Wait. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? What do we have authority over? And this week, this, week, this week draws into more light. Not now, but we are going to be starving interesting times in the future. Or starting, in fact, even starting from now on. Because our studies are going to be progressive. Are you getting what I'm saying? So we're going to be starving. Just know that church now will be interesting Bible study. Hallelujah. Alright, so let's, let's, you can, let's, we'll, we'll continue. We'll continue tomorrow. Amen. Okay. So